Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday, uh, where they're going to stick more police on which roads. That's coming up. Uh, should schools be allowed to sell alcohol? Seems like a bad idea, but maybe not. Uh, what uh, the ladies are allowed to wear at the gym, as opposed to the blokes, and uh, the moon landing anniversary. But before any of that, uh, the council uh, just got too many uh, high-paid workers, apparently. 5,000 over 100,000. You know what I mean? By the way, if you go a little bit high and get to the people who are earning more than 200,000 a year, you'll find that that number is quite a substantial percentage of that. Now you can say all you want. Well, it's an open market and these people have to, you know. No, they don't. The breakfast seat warmer is spot on. And this is one of the problems of running second in a day, that he gets to say what he wants, and um, if it coincides with the way I feel, I, I can only repeat, so let me repeat. They do not have to do all these things. The job of a council is the basics. That's the job of a council. When you introduce the creators into the scene, that's when the absurdities set in. That's when the programs start. That's where those who have a political goal but aren't interested in politics work their way into a position of influence and power and dictate to you and me the lives that we, uh, that, that we will live. Now, the, the cycle lanes are the prime example you cannot argue with it. The cycle lanes are a prime example of exactly that. I hadn't thought of it that way. He's right, you know. There's people who sort of end up in kind of political positions, but we didn't vote for them. That's they're clever, aren't they? Um, I'm not sure which kind of people are making the decisions about where they're going to put more police on which roads, but uh, that's happening. There are other stretches of road where it says, and I quote here, Targeted enforcement will deliver the greatest overall safety benefits. Decode that. What does targeted enforcement mean? Targeted enforcement means the cops are going to be ticketing like never before on stretches of road where we know, especially, that people are regularly speeding, even if those aren't exactly the places where the crash is actually happening. This is about deterring speedsters. So is it right? Is it the uh, right approach? Is it going to cut the road toll? I can hear the talkback calls already. Revenue grab! Against that, let's have a look at the facts. Look on the AA's website. They've had a really good look at the causes of fatals and serious injury crashes, and they reckon there's about a 50-50 split in fatal crashes. Half, they say, can go down to reckless uh, behaviour. That's your speeding, your drink driving, and, believe it or not, not having a current licence. The other half are what they call system failures, being in a car that doesn't have airbags, hitting a pillar at the side of the road, crossing the centre line. One thing that really sticks out like dog's balls in the AA data is that when two cars collide, the people in newer vehicles and those with better safety features have a better chance of surviving. The AA goes on to say that this is a special problem in this country with our average age of a vehicle, 14 years. Will dishing out speeding tickets fix that? Well, of course it won't. 
So is it right to blitz uh, these stretches of road? Uh, well, actually, I'm OK. I'm OK with speedsters and lunatic overtakers being targeted. No problem at all. Ultimately, it's up to us to stay yeah. alive. I never hear about tailgating campaigns, cracking down on tailgating. That's annoying, isn't it? That's, and it's uh, terrifying sometimes, depending on what they're wearing and the kind of sunglasses they've got on. We need to crack down on tailgaters. It causes problems. Uh, cracking down on schools selling alcohol. I don't think they mean to the kids. I think they mean at functions, right? Uh, so can you explain why the DHB was against the school serving some alcohol at this event? So we recognise that they've got the right um, to fundraise. Lots of schools uh, need to. And I think a food and music festival is a terrific idea. And for people in Napier listening to this, we'd encourage you to go because you'll have a great time. But what you don't need to do is sell alcohol in a playground of a school on a school afternoon. You've got to draw the line somewhere. And I'm really proud that my DHB has taken the stand and said, this is not OK. This is not the way to fundraise in a school. Why is it not OK? Because what we know, Larry, is we have huge rates of alcohol-related harm in Hawke's Bay and across the country. We know that that's related to childhood exposure to adults drinking, particularly the amount and the number of times they see that. Ahurebi is a suburb, has the highest number of alcohol outlets per capita in all of Hawke's Bay. So what it does, Larry, is it normalises it. If you can sell alcohol in a playground of a school on a school afternoon, where can't you sell it? That's not who we are. We say, actually, we have rules around this stuff. And we do that because we want to protect children from indirect harms of alcohol, and you have to draw a line. 12 years, though, Russell, 12 years, no issues. Uh, well, I mean, there is an issue here. Uh, I mean, if you are a parent, you need to drink. That's just... So expecting parents to go somewhere and not drink is completely unrealistic. If you have any kind of child in your life, you're going to need a stiff drink. That's just it's just science. Um, now, we've got a, a sexist uh, gym dress code situation, apparently. Uh, some of the women at a university gym have been told to cover up a bit more. I think this is really interesting. I, I hope Canterbury um, University bans guys from wearing singlets in their gym then too. Well, I believe that they are also not allowed to uh, uh, expose their midriff. I mean, I, I just think, look, as long as the, the um, gym wear is appropriate, and I've got an 18-year-old going, she's 19 actually, who goes to a gym in a part of New Zealand, and I think, you know, as long as what they're wearing is appropriate, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I swim a lot, so what do we wear at the pool? Well, we're not exactly wearing track pants, are we? No. You know? And I think... I just think we need to have some sensibility about it. I mean, sometimes I think Kiwis need to take a good trip to um, Germany and go into one of their saunas or in Austria, and it's everybody in together this fine weather, no clothing allowed. And I think there's something really good about that, and that everybody's all of a sudden in the bath, it's not eroticism, and, and everybody's on the same level, whether you own a Humber 80 or a Ferrari, all of a sudden you're just people. And I think sometimes we get the whole body thing out of whack. I mean, I think there's a time and a place for correct clothing, absolutely. And I think we do need to be careful about modesty in the right place at the right time, absolutely. But 
Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think actually that that level of acceptance has actually changed over time? And, and Deborah did mention one thing that that if you go to the streets now, onto the street, uh, exercise gear is basically worn by women um, pretty much, you know, um, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. You know, they they're in their active wear. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Uh, it's, it's yeah, I don't. I'm not happy about the cyclists that those. The, middle-aged men, the sweaty cyclists in the cafes and their lycra. Either, that's really disgusting. Um, and also there's a guy at the gym I go to, he, he goes, I go to a Saturday morning class, he goes for a run, he, he always comes back without his shirt on. Why do people take their shirts off? There's no need. Stop, stop it. Uh, is this going a bit prudish, this podcast? Also, are we going a bit conspiracy theory with the moon landing stuff? A video has been made of the moon. And it involves all the footage they've got of the moon and of the orbiters that go round and round filming the moon. Which is stunning. And they have made a video. And on this video, you're not going to believe this. This is going to actually knock you out. On this video, you can see the lunar module. So for everyone that always said there's no proof that man landed on this moon, in this video, it is there. Yeah. Yeah. So the conspiracy's pretty much over, from my understanding. Unless the website is a shonky one, I believe it's not. Yeah, that's the trouble though, isn't it? I mean, you don't know what's real anymore. It's probably just a Snapchat filter. It's probably just the... He's probably just... Somebody's just clicked on Lunar Module on the Snapchat. You can probably take a selfie and just put a Lunar Module in the background these days. No worries. Um, I am Glenn ZB. That's for real. Trust me. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB. I'll be back with the with more realness for you tomorrow. See you then.